Well, it's uh, it certainly has become one of our favorite topics. I think it became one of our favorite topics about thirty years ago. Frankly, <laughs> I'm not so I'm not so sure this is a recent trend for us. I'm referring, of course, to Aliyah. And the director of pre-Aliyah for Nefesh Benefesh is Mark Rosenberg. He is with us live via telephone from the holy city of Jerusalem. Mark, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Greetings from Jerusalem. How you doing? Baruch Hashem. On the road. Baruch Hashem doing well. Yes, on the road, not quite at the airport yet, heading to where we should be, but we are on the road today, yes. <laughs> Looking... uh, some steps closer. Very nice to hear. Exactly. When someone, when someone moves from... Uh... Uh, any, anywhere to, toward uh, one of the major airports, we always say they're one step closer to moving to the Holy Land. Well, uh, when Rabbi Fass was with us last week, Mark, this is what he told us. He told us that um, even in the highest months over the last 18 years, the highest uh, in terms of number of families who have submitted their Aliyah applications in one month Full applications was 450. In the month of May 2020, it was 816. And between June 1st and June 18th, that must have been the day we spoke to Rabbi Fass, they had 833 families who have already submitted applications for Aliyah. That was the first thing he told us. He also told us that last year in the first two weeks of June, they had 2,600 calls that came into the Aliyah hotline. This year, in the first two weeks of June, 16,000 came in. And one more thing before I turn this over to you, Mark Rosenberg. He told us that Nefesh Benefesh has signed with El Al, and there will be group flights, no charter flight, but group flights scheduled for July 7th, 20, 22, and 27, August 3, 5, 10, 12, 17, 19, 24, 26, and 31, and September the 9th, which is a total, as of when we spoke to him last week, of 11 flights from the New York area that will have Nefesh Benefesh groups of families making Aliyah. Mark Rosenberg, what do you think of these recent statistics? They're great numbers. I mean, I'll respond in reverse order. We are so excited to announce publicly that we have these seats available. It's the short-term planning. It's, it's standing in front of people to know that they have the, the flights on El Al, and we're, we're thrilled with our partners. Uh, the Jewish agency say that we have Aliyah seats available, um, and it's amazing. So the, now the reality is filling those seats uh, might not be such a problem. I think that first stat you said that we, uh, I guess it was a week a week ago that Rabbi Fest said that we had 800 applications in the month of June. Right. Um, we, we just passed 1,050. Full applications, 1,050 since June 1st. Yeah. Since June 1st. When a typical so month, according to Rabbi Fast, was in the 400s. Not typical. A record-breaking so, month in the past was in the 400s. So, correct. And just to compare just to compare it back to the previous June, we had 398. Now, all of those 398 people weren't trying to come last summer. They said, I'm starting in June, and I'm going to plan to come in three months, right. nine months, or 15 months. Right. But to say that to say that we have over 1,000 applications that started in the month of June, it's, first of all, it's breathtaking, okay? And then once I start breath, uh, breathing again, we, we're, we're, we're hyperventilating a little bit, and we're, we're, we're working our wheels to make sure that we're getting back to all these people to make sure that they have very clear information about moving forward. It is really remarkable is one word to say it. And uh, I don't know if whelming is a word. I know people are overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but we feel a great tremendous satisfaction that we, we're here at this moment, um, and we have the resources set up to make sure that everyone has the responses they need. 
Now, I always get it wrong, and I've said this to uh, other members of the Nefesh Benefesh family. I always get it wrong every time I think uh, Aliyah uh, uh, interest will wane and numbers would go down. They go the opposite way, and of course, Rabbi Fass always gets it right. Were you surprised by all this when COVID starts and becomes a really serious issue right around Purim time? What were you expecting the next few months to be like? So, uh, again, thinking on the short, short term, we were very much worried about just the hiccup of the normal people that were in the pipeline. And obviously there, there still is a disruption going along and getting new passports and getting documentation. It's difficult. It, it, it's not, we're, not, we're openly about the challenges because the bureaucratic processes um, have been suffered because of the closures of the offices. But what I think I realized, and it happened to me in my home, and I'm sure it happened into your home as well, with the conversation that we had the first time, you know, not going away for Shabbat and just being, you know, with ourselves and, you know, a lot of conversations about what we normally were spending on our budgets and what we're spending now as things froze up, it, it was interesting to see that uh, more and more people started calling us. And I think that the biggest single factor uh, of the COVID crisis um, that has, has, has pushed the Aliyah notion forward is that people realize that working from home is normative. And all of those people that they heard, they moved to Israel, but they kept their, you know, their 718 numbers with them, and they were working American hours. And they've heard, they heard about a few people that, you know, they, they, they do that. Suddenly, they were those people sitting in New Rochelle or sitting in Bergenfield or sitting in uh, Beverly Wood in L.A. They were that person. And all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. The big reason I said that I, I, I couldn't live in Israel was I was worried about disrupting my career, or I, I really love my career, but I, I, I don't find it in Israel suddenly the, the doors open to a new opportunity of coming to Israel. Well. And one of the first conversations we had with RFS, our fearless leader, um, uh, regarding this whole COVID situation, he emphasized that people realize they can work remotely because of the uh, challenging times that we've just experienced and are still experiencing. Uh, people realize that they have wonderful communities, but they could adjust to another community after being outside mm-hmm. of their schools and communities for so long. They can they can adjust and help start or continue other communities in other parts of the world, in this case Israel. And finally, you know, we know, we know that it's not the same. Uh, you know, grandparents seeing grandchildren live and in person is much better than on Zoom. But when you think of the trade-off, if you get to live in Israel, you know what? Facebook, uh, if, if, uh, rather FaceTime and Zoom is, is not a bad daily thing as long as you know that once in a while you'll be able to get together live and in person. Indeed, I think it's it's just part of this new reality, and I think that, um, I mean, Nefesh Benefesh, we really feel the privilege to be able to have these real conversations with people about a dream they've had, and, and the curiosity to see if they can make it come true. And I think what, when Rabbi Fast and Tony Gellert had his vision to start Nefesh Benefesh, they said, you know, we're going to make it easier for, you know, North Americans to come. We're just going to, you know, change processes and just know, break through some of the things that were stuck, and they succeeded at that. But I think what, what's happened Ed, is that the infrastructure is now there, yeah. um, and what, what could be a tremendous, let's say it's a 10% increase. Let's say it's a 25%. I, I mean, we're, having, we're talking about a 300% increase in applications. Suppose we convert like a 25%. That's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to see that all the hard work that went into establishing uh, our relationship with government offices so that doctors have an easier time licensing or make sure that the, uh, the, most, uh, the tax information is really clear for people who are telecommuting is really going to make this opportunity, historic opportunity for so many North American Jews to have their, 
to have the best of both worlds, to have their life in Israel and be able to continue their career opportunities outside. Mark Rosenberg is director of Pre-Aliyah for Nefesh Benefesh. So is your message anything more than be a drop more patient than usual, folks? Meaning that, I mean, your staff's amazing and you're, you're manning the, the, the phones as well as one possibly could, but still, you know, you're being flooded right now. Uh, is that the message, just be a drop more patient and, and we'll get to everybody? Or is there more that people need to know from your department at this point? Uh, no, we. I mean, we have a we have an elaborate strategy. We have our people. Our, we have a team working on people who are coming the next four months to make sure they are getting that emergency attention to. And I'm and I and other people are working with those uh, just general questions so that we can triage it appropriately. I, my advice, and this is what we're pushing people, and I tell people when they come to Israel, they have to take that you know the American manners with the Israeli aggressiveness together. <laughs> so they have to they have to be able to push through to find out what their obstacles are. And you definitely need the patience to it and understand if the, if the office is closed today, you know, you got to find when it's going to be open and how you'll get those resources. Um, there is definitely going to be uh, a delay. But I think because of this is happening to the whole world and, and people understand that suddenly this golden date, which is like the first of September for the start of school, suddenly there is definitely a relaxed attitude by some parents of saying, you know what, we're going to push for that. But if we get there by, you know, September 15th, because of the document, you know, we'll be able to uh, also, you know, integrate. We'll be able right. to get it. And that's, it's just a, the, the, the patience is, is a beautiful virtue, but the perseverance is going to be needed because we really have to concentrate on, on crossing the T's and dotting the I's to make sure every form is ready, every school registration, every, every uh, box is going to be labeled correctly to come because we, we want to reduce the surprises in Aliyah. We want to make sure this is a smooth and integrated landing here at possible. You know, it's so funny, uh, and this is what COVID's done to so many of us, uh, especially those who are normally very organized and, and you know, would not accept anything other than having their kid in school by the 1st of September, etc. I think what COVID's done to us is like, and we see this from people who are planning weddings and other major events, you know, things change at a moment's notice and whatever will be, will be. And, you know, we'll, we'll take care of it and, and we'll adjust at the last minute if necessary. And I think what you described is really an interesting attitude that has seeped into our community now. Yeah, it could be a rougher first week of school for our children, but all in all, overall picture, we'll, we'll take it and we'll take the rough week and we'll get through it together. And we've been through much tougher challenges over these last few months than than that one. And I think that that's something really important to consider. This whole this whole situation has really recalibrated so many attitudes among so many of us. And and frankly, in a lot of ways. It's very positive that it's done that um, with all the. Neg- oh, I agree. I agree. There's a lot, a lot of positivity. We struggle with some of the realities and the illnesses that, that hit our communities, yeah. and that's that's and that's actually. Uh, it, I mean, it's a pandemic, so that's a part sure. of it. But I think that we also have to embrace those positive parts that allow us to really have a clarity to make certain decisions. And I know that's one of the things that we're talking about. You know, college education and, and certain decisions they make in the workforce yeah. um, as 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 they make the you know the work life uh, juggle. I often tell people that one of the funny parts about living in Israel is like long-term planning is two weeks in advance. So if you uh, – there's the famous person that sent out the wedding invitation six months and then no one showed up because, you know, they had forgotten about it. <laughs> right. um, so so we, are, we are really in a reality that so much can change in two weeks, okay? Will the airports in Israel open up in two weeks? We're not sure yet. Right. And suddenly there are a lot of people who say, you know what, I want to come visit. Maybe, you know, I, but we don't know. Two weeks is going to give us so much more clarity. But and, and, and people are accepting that mentality. People who have already, I'm sure the camps know the starting date 
for summer 2021 on their calendar. Right. Okay. They they have it planned out. Summer 21. APAC already knows the convention for 2025, right. and they the probably has have a reservation out for it. But we're in this new reality where where we have to be able to breathe a little bit and understand that this is this is the shift, and we and things have not settled yet. So therefore, to see a thousand plus families who are you know they're flowing with that shift and they want to be able to calibrate that and i have been on the airs with you many times to say that call us up and we we want to we want to make that plan with you to make sure that you understand the costs and benefits so we're, we're excited we're excited to be at that moment and a year from now it's going to be that that's going to be the true measure for a lot of these uh stats is to see uh, of, of this first it's a giraffe in the chart it really just spikes up uh, web website activity phone calls applications to see um, when this, uh, if the curve flattens or not, um, and how and how it gets back, it's going to be it's really exciting time. Unbelievable, just amazing. Mark Rosenberg, director of Prealia, Nevis Benefesh. You've heard it, everybody, and now I just got to tell you the practical way to get in touch with Nevis Benefesh because there's many people who have gone ahead and have uh, uh, made a commitment uh, to start the process with Nevis Benefesh. They are encouraged, and as much as it's tax their staff, they're encouraging you if you haven't yet started the process to call them to email them, to visit the website and get it started. 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH, and of course, uh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Mark Rosenberg, I look forward to eventually seeing you face-to-face in Jerusalem. It's hard to, and I know I shouldn't complain because a lot of people never get a chance to travel to Israel, so I shouldn't complain at all, I know, but it is hard to believe that I haven't been there since January. And that uh, we had all these scheduled trips that unfortunately had to be canceled. But hopefully, Mark, we'll see each other very soon. May you continue to be on the road, and you should always be Baalia. Um, amen. Yes. You know where we want to be on the road, too. So amen to that. 17 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's JM in the AM. <laughs> Been a lot of places. I've been all around the world, seen a lot of faces, never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well, I know, I know, I know, I know, so I'll be rising back home. No, we won't forget where we came from, the city won't change us, we beat to the same drum.
just know you're not alone. I'm gonna make this place. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday. I know my kingdom awaits, and they've forgiven my mistakes. I'm coming home.